Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good afternoon. It's Punters, mate, time on this Friday, the 2nd of December 2022. Christmas is getting closer and closer. The end of the year is getting... uh, well, close as well, maybe a little bit uh, later than Christmas, but we're looking forward to the festive season. Also looking forward to chatting to uh, Sam Hyland, who's not in the studio this afternoon. He's at home doing a bit of uh, probably harder work than it would be in the studio, Sammy. That under the stick today. It did set under the stick, but uh, anyway, that's the way we love it. Fitnick is my good wife, has gone down to Melbourne and... Uh, for four days, and yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting this weekend. But I tell you what, I'm on day two, and I'm I'm going okay. So if you hear little Tilda roll in, um, yeah, you'll know what's happened. But uh, at this stage, she's on the beanbag, she's got a packet of Oreos, and she's tuned into Grizzly. So uh, let's hope that just keeps her busy for the next hour. Oh, Sam, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. But if we hear anything in the background, we'll know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it is. Now, on today's show, we've got a couple of very special guests, as we normally do. Brett Moody is a race caller that uh, we know of. Well, Sam, you know him better than I do, but Brett Moody is a, a country provincial race caller in Queensland. Uh, he is not calling the uh, country races tomorrow at Doom, and we have a couple of country finals, but he's all over the form. And I said, would you come on and just give us a bit of help with this form? Because we don't know it. And he said, no problems whatsoever. So he's going to run us through those races, and we might find out a little bit more about Brett Moody along the way. Uh, And, of course, your mate, your good friend, Pug Ryan Maloney, is going to join us uh, as well a bit later on. So we'll be able to talk to him about about Golden Boom, the horse he's been riding, and the chat we had last week about, you know, what did he do after after that race and basically didn't ride for the rest of the day. He... uh, what did he do? I suggested he went to Macca's on the way home, but you suggested probably not the case. So we'll find out from Ryan exactly <laughs> what was the case. Uh, and, of course, we'll have all the usual segments as we do each and every week. We'll be joined by Gibbo, of course, uh, later in the show. He'll give us his tips for the Gold Coast, and we'll cover off all our tips for the rest of the weekend. Sammy, this week's been a, a good week. Good week for racing Queensland and prize money increases. It's been a real positive, hasn't it? And uh, it's, you know, it's a great thing about our industry right around the country. Um, but good to see up here in Queensland that we're getting a boost again. And, and you know, it keeps us up to speed or a bit closer to, to what goes on down south, doesn't it? Obviously, it's, yep. it's um, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I think there's, uh, there's no doubt that summer carnival, Chris, is... Just in the time that I've lived up here, it just keeps growing and bigger and stronger each year, and it's um, you know, and, and it's good, good to see that more and more of the top trainers and jockeys are, are taking time out for that last couple of weeks or that first couple of weeks of January to sort of, um, you know, I guess, ha- you know, to, to have time to to. You know, enjoy the sun, the good weather, and yep. and party time. Watch leads into Magic Millions, but there's no doubt that um, you know the last couple of years this summer carnival has really revved up, and I think it'll be bigger and better again this year. It will be. We're already a couple of weeks in, and we've got the big the big day, New Year's Eve, with racing at Doomben during the daytime, and of course the King of the Mountain at uh, Toowoomba in the evening, which will be an absolute ripper. We've already got Apache Chase. I was at the uh, the Greyhounds at Albion Park last night, bumped into Desley Forster. She said he's going beautifully, Apache Chase. So we've got Apache Chase him. We've got your horse that we'll talk, talk about in a moment, Steady Ready. 
And another uh, one of your horses is uh, Yellow Brick, which is also in the field as well. And I believe Je Suis Bell is also in there um, for Mark Curry. Okay. So there's four okay. for the moment. Now, just on that prize money, uh, breakdown of $31 million in prize money across the three codes in Queensland from the 1st of February next year, which isn't far away, $17 million for the Thoroughbreds, $9 million for the Greyhounds, and $5 million for the Harness. And I see in the uh, newspaper this morning, uh, the Stradbroke uh, Sammy's going from $1.5 million to $3 million next year. Uh, that's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's on and, the... Uh, uh, on the yeah, back, that, of... I mean that that will uh, that just makes that that race even more attractive, you know. And it's uh, you know that, that you'll find that there's definitely trainers down south will will really target that with with the rise in prize money like that. Um, yep. they're they're really going to target that with with uh, some of their better horses. Yep. So we're looking forward to that, and yeah, there's there's plenty more to come. So watch this space for more announcements from Racing Queensland uh, going forward. Now, steady, ready. You love this horse, don't you? Now, who Steady. do you love better, Steady Ready or Yellow Brick? Yeah, it's it's hard. I think I've won I've won the most money on Yellow Brick, so <laughs> I, I think I'm probably going to love him more. But uh, I think uh, yeah, obviously both trained by uh, Tony and Maddie Sears, who are favourites here on on the download, uh, darling. On our uh, favourites on the Darling Download, uh, yeah. another show that we do on Saturday mornings. And yep. I tell you what, um, uh, yeah, I just think. Uh, He's a, he is so straightforward, that horse, isn't he? Ready, steady, he just jumps on the bunny, he whips along at a quick speed, and he keeps it up, you know? Um, yeah, he's he. Uh, I was pretty happy watching him last week and never at all uh, worried. But I know you had your doubts going into it. Yeah, I knew you? you were going to say that. I just knew that was coming. <laughs> I actually, I, I didn't take him on, but I, I, just, I was just a little bit worried about how he'd go first up against the older horses and... You know what? I couldn't have been any further wrong than I actually was. He absolutely brained them. So, yeah, good luck to all involved with him. He's uh, he's flying along. Uh, Mighty was a, a nice filly for Tony Gollan. She only just got home in that second race. Uh, there wasn't much between them on the line, but uh, she's a half-sister to Isotope, and we're just not seeing many local two-year-olds, are we, Sammy? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Um, uh, well... We've got the Mashani crowd. If we didn't, we'd have no race. <laughs> if we didn't have if we didn't have the Mashani crowd, we'd be in real trouble, wouldn't we? We so, would. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's a bit of a worry. But anyway, now, we'll, we'll we'll see what comes in the, in the coming weeks. I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Seeing you've had a crack at me about uh, steady ready, <laughs> I had to get in first. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Mellion wanted me to remind you about Mimi Lagarde. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get in first. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was off the mark there. And I tell you what, uh, he was, you know, when we spoke to Andrew Mellion, he was full of confidence, wasn't he? And he then, was. and then, uh, I tell you what, did he ride it like, uh, you know, it'll just go around and win? And yeah, I think he got a big, uh, big kick out of it. And he did send me a message. He did, did he? send me a message on, uh, what did he say? On Saturday, Saturday night. He, he said, I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. So well done, Minga. Yeah. It's, uh, no, it was too good. She was too good. Mimi Lagarde. And, uh, well, that's, that's the real Mimi Lagarde, isn't it? You know, that's, um, that, uh, she, she stepped up and, and, uh, delivered and, and you know that, you know, she, she gets the right run and things go her way. That's what she can do. Now, one of your horses too, RNT. I hope you uh, had yes. something on RNT because he bounced back. 
first Metro winner for Malaya, Malaya Castle, who we've had on a couple of the shows uh, in the past. She's a lovely girl and she's doing a terrific job. Chris Maher, great trainer. Does a fantastic job with his horses. Uh, doesn't have a big team up here in Queensland, but, uh, you know, has uh, obviously John Maher was uh, a, a gun trainer yep. his whole career. And uh, uh, here and Melbourne, Singapore, and, and then here in Queensland. And, and then uh, passed the reins on to Chris. Daniel's a... A great trainer in, in Singapore, very successful trainer in Singapore and and uh, has a runner in Hong Kong, actually, uh, coming up. So it'll be interesting to, to see how that horse goes. And, and then Chris, yeah, who has, you know, he's, I, I think it's fair to say he's got a bit of a boutique stable going yep. here. Um, uh, trains on track at Eagle Farm, but but mixes between working his horses at Eagle Farm and Doombin. Uh, he likes the fact that, you know, it's quieter at Doombin and on the on the quiet mornings he, he likes um, just having the horses really relaxed because it's it's not so busy over there at Doombin and, and it works really well. I mean, Chris, is, he's been a big part of his dad's operation when they were leading trainers in, in Singapore and... Uh, and yeah, he's he's been you know he's been part of uh, the Mars racing setup uh, all his life, and yeah, so he knows horses inside out, and he's got a lot of confidence in this horse R and T, as have I, uh, off the back of you know what Chris says, and and I've seen the horse quite a lot, even when I was going and jumping on a few and and giving a few sore backs at track work in the morning, and <laughs> I tell you what, uh, he he's a really nice horse, and that that is um, yeah, that's exactly what R and can do at his best and very great that Chris O gives uh, Malia Castle the opportunity to, to ride her first winner in town there and uh, she's a really good talent Malia she works really hard she does a lot of those meetings up north she's you know rides track work in the morning jumps on a plane flies up north rides all day up north and then she's first at the track the next morning and good on her uh, exactly. she's um, for trainers out there she's you know I uh, I hope they really take advantage of her claim because uh, she's a great talent. She can ride light. Um, and, yeah, she's a good horsewoman. So um, uh, I, I think we'll see her uh, riding plenty of winners uh, in the coming months. All righty. That sort of covers off last week's uh, big day on the Gold Coast. Just some more news that came through from Racing Queensland this week, Sammy. Sectional times. Now, this is something that uh, it goes into the melting pot of form, as far as I'm concerned. It's not the be-all and end-all, but it's very important uh, part of the form. Now, we are a national show, Sammy. You know, we've got a national audience. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of people out there in the other states and, and parts of uh, Queensland, etc., that might not be aware that you can now click on the Racing Queensland website and you can get sectional form for all Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, Ipswich and Toowoomba thoroughbred meetings already and the completion, uh, we will be moving to, sorry, Cairns, Mackay, Rockhampton and Townsville in early 2023. So you'll be able to get all those sectional times for those uh, venues. Uh, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, Ipswich, Toowoomba already. And those other ones I mentioned from early 2023. And they are also available for the harness racing as well. Albion Park and Redcliffe are going to be available in the near future. Uh, that's a Racing Queensland partnership with Triple S Data, real-time tracking technology and sectional timing. Sammy, are you a big sectional time fan? Not really, Chris. Um, I, I think to say uh, that. it's yeah. <laughs> I, look, I, you know, I think it's uh, it's okay to to take on board. Um, I think it's okay to take on board. I think there is many contributing factors yes. why horses run 
the time they run. And, um, you know, uh, as somebody that was a, a, a jockey, um, you know, yeah, it's I, 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 I can't you can't hang your hat on what a horse did here. And then it's not to say that he's going to go and do that next week. And do you know what? Even for the first half of the race is uh, how that is run as opposed to what happened two weeks ago, can all change things, you know? And so I keep a really open mind uh, to all of that. And, yeah, I I, I know, um, you know, for, for a period there that Vince Arcadi was, oh. you know, all gung-ho and uh, it was all about sectional times. I mean, where – but the thing about it is, you know, it's it's – if you've got a red hot tempo up front, it's it's only natural that horses are going to come from behind. You know what I mean, and and run good sectionals behind. But the next week, the tempo might not be the same. So I don't, I just find it I find it myself really confusing, and it's not something I take on board really. I, I you know, I know I, as I say, I know that there is so many factors to why a horse will run the time that it will run. So and do you know what? Do they run that? That time, do they continually run that time week after week after week? No, because well, they're not machines. No, doesn't have. That's it, doesn't it? They're not so, machines. But so I... I, I, I find it. You know what? I when doing form, and I obviously do a lot of form now. I'm on uh, trackside a lot of the time, and you know, I, I, I like to keep things really simple when I'm doing form, and. Um, you know, there's so many ways to skin a cat and, and that. But, yeah, I, I I find as far as sectional times go, it just confuses me, the whole thing. It's it, because, because horses don't, they don't back it up week after week. I, I think it goes in, as you say, as, we, as I said earlier, into the melting pot of form. And there's so many different yep. variables. Some people swear by them. Other people swear by weights. Other people swear by videos. Yeah. You know, they, have, they all have their own way. And if it makes them a profit, then that's fine. Whatever works for you. But... I think, as you mentioned earlier, if they go crazy up front and the horses are going to run on from the back of the field, yes, but it's nice to know that they ran on because there was a hot pace early and that's where you can use it to your advantage. And you'll know that maybe those horses running on might be looking for a little bit further next time they go around. So things like that. But use it to your advantage. It's definitely available. It's all free. And I would certainly go in and have a look at that on the Racing Queensland website. Now, racing over the weekend, Sam... Uh, we kick off with a meeting tonight on the Sunshine Coast. We're currently on a heavy eight track there. I don't think there's any more real rain to come, so we may get an improvement, but we did have a bit yesterday. Tomorrow, our main meeting, of course, at Doombin. We race at Aquas Park on the Gold Coast. We race at Rockhampton, and we race at Toowoomba. They're all the tab meetings, but we've also got meetings at Gundawindi, Home Hill, Innisfail, Longreach, and Nanango. So if you're out in those areas, support those race clubs. And Sunday, of course, we return to the Sunshine Coast. When we come and back from this, it, go on, sorry. Isn't it good to have uh, these uh, country cups or the country well, races um, part, of, part of this program, the country stampede and, and then the uh, country cups challenge? It's it's really good that, uh, you know, those horses from, from uh, way out get to come to town and, and yeah, have their day in the sun. And uh, I know Nathan Grubby Day's uh, riding Bold Kingston uh, he is. for the Aiden and Georgie Holt. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, there's a big team of them coming down to to uh, in support. And, yeah, hopefully uh, I really hope Bold Kingston takes a power of beating. There's going to be a lot of R.M. Williams boots and a lot of 10-gallon hats <laughs> on course at Doombin tomorrow. And we're going to chat to Brett Moody in just a moment and find out who he thinks will win those big races.
I've been looking forward to catching up with uh, Brett Moody. Sam, he's someone that you know. I don't know Brett. Only spoken to him on social media, etc. He's a great man, Brett Moody. And Brett, welcome to the punters, mate. Uh, he, well, this man, he'll know all about these country races, Chris. Well, that's why we've got him on because I, I we've got two really good country final races uh, tomorrow at at Doombin and you know, doing the form for the average city tipster is absolutely impossible because we haven't seen half of these races. But the man who will know all about them, and that's why we've got him on, is Brett Moody. Good afternoon to you, Brett. Oh, good afternoon, boys, and uh, the pleasure is definitely all mine. Great show, and uh, I'm an avid follower. Oh, excellent. Fan of the show, Sam. It might be the first one. <laughs> we love it. We, we love, love it. <laughs> we'll send you something out in the mail, Brett, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, before we get into looking at these races uh, tomorrow at Doombin, I mean, you've been a race caller that's been calling for quite a number of years, very successful, very good. I reckon you've got great personality in your calls uh, how long have you been calling what what is the brett moody story uh well yeah 40 years uh clocked over in september so yeah i am as old as i look <laughs> um, started off uh, a little at a place called kalamala way out west um just got the last minute call up uh, call up when i was um 14 years old and um yeah because i had a background in racing in fact i made uh one of the first pages of Peter Moody's book, and that just reminds me, I might be due some royalties. I'll just have to check the mail to see if there's a check there. But um, he'll be good Peter for it. He'll be good for it, Brett. Oh yeah, I'm sure, mate. Yeah, it's just uh, checked in the mail, so just uh, it's a camel train, I think, a very long camel train. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, of course, we grew up together in Wyander, and um, yeah, he refers to he and my brother Alf. Uh, whipping the horses that I was calling um, back then in the lounge room. And uh, his mum was the secretary of the race club, so we had race books and all that sort of stuff and used to ride them up and have... Uh, and his father and my father had horses and mum was a cab agent in Wyandra uh, back in the time. So that was our childcare, child mining centre every Saturday and Wednesdays. And, um, yeah, so grew up with racing virtually and... And yeah, got that call up because I'd been calling in the bath and and everywhere else. And that's a new uh, one. Yeah, they had no one, and uh, yeah, I sort of chipped away at it, and here I am, forty years later. Okay, so where did that take you after you started that? I mean, you do you don't race call full time. You have other work as well. Has that always been the case? Yeah, unfortunately, um, I'm still open to offers, of course. <laughs> but yeah, one of my great regrets that uh, racing hasn't been. Uh, a full-time, a full-time gig, um, and particularly now as I get into my um, uh, aging years, I used to uh, try to pass off as a shearer because that's what I wanted to do. And when I was a young fellow, I used to get away with it a little bit. But just a quick side story, uh, yeah, shearer. I did have a learn. I was I did the rouseabouting and uh, got about three hundred bucks a week when I was at school. I wanted to be a shearer, so they gave me a learner's pen. I think I did about a hundred and twenty for the week. And I couldn't move for, and I was pretty fit in those days. So that ended my aspirations to be a shearer. But these days, uh, with my um, figure and my hands, um, I can't get away with calling myself a shearer anymore. So I have to uh, come clean and say that I'm a pen pusher through the day. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And now, race calling. Have you got a favourite uh, favourite race you've called, or a favourite horse over time? Um, favourite horse is probably a horse called Country Boy that no one would know, but he uh, 
he won uh, Charleville Cups and uh, he was just a, a freak out at um, Charleville. Um, and he won about 25 races. Of course, Fab's Cowboy um, has since joined him. Um, yeah, so there's some uh, country horses. But I guess, uh, yeah, favourite race is, was the Charleville Cup. But I call a couple of Battle of the Bush finals now. And, of course, called the inaugural Pat O'Shea Plate yep. in Toowoomba, which was uh, certainly a great honour. Um, yeah, so they're probably a couple of career highlights. Any questions, Sammy, before I throw to the uh, races tomorrow? Well, but you're still an active caller now, Brett, aren't you? I mean, you, you, you're, you're available to, to sort of go anywhere in Queensland and call races. Yeah, that's the case, uh, Sam. I, I, uh, my really only now, nowadays, my only tab gig is the Dolby uh, meetings, and I fill in for Anthony when he's away at uh, Toowoomba. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I still do. Uh, a number of country meetings. Uh, Charlotte has been out of action for nearly two years now, so that's been disappointing. But and uh, kind of monitor it gets further away every time, so I'm always looking for a uh, an apprentice <laughs> to uh, to fill in there. So we sort of share the duties out there because that involves you know 1,500 kilometre round trip. Um, so that gets away a little bit. But yeah, a couple of uh, annual meetings around uh, on the downs. Uh, always great meetings like Bell and Tara and. And uh, one down and miles. All right, we better look at these races tomorrow. The first is the uh, the Country Stampede final, uh, which is a no Metro wins in the last two years, 11 10. The favourite is Maury's Press, number 13. Give us your top four if you can, Brett, please. Uh, I've gone uh, four, two, three, and five. I've worked around Maury's Press. Um, She's obviously from uh, the old hometown of uh, Charleville, uh, Shane Iverson, and she's really been a revelation since she went west for the Basil Nolan team. Um, but, uh, yeah, most of her form has been on the dirt out there, and she's really uh, taken to the dirt. So uh, she's got one and 52 and a half, so I'm a bit reluctant about leaving her out. But Mossini's a $20 chance at the moment. Now, he ran uh, close fifth in the Battle of the Bush final that I called in June. Um and the 1110 is a bit short of his best, but now the track's uh, a bit rain affected. I think that'll bring some of the speeds back to him. He's beautifully drawn. He'll sit off a hot speed. And uh, if he gets any breaks at all, he didn't have a great deal of luck in the Battle of the Bush final. And they've gone into this race nice and fresh. And I just think that might add a little bit of dash. And I think he's one that the market's missed here number four, Messini. Uh, if he gets a break at all in the straight, I think he will win. Uh, Dare to Share, of course, came for a blast up on the inside there at Chinchilla. Of course, all these uh, meetings now can be uh, watched on uh, the uh, Queen Racing Queensland website. You just go to the non-tab racing replays and it'll take you to YouTube, click the playlist, and every uh, non-tab meeting uh, is there the whole for the whole year. So it's Beautiful. that simple. But uh, Dare to Share for the... The champion man, uh, Pat Duff, um, and since won at uh, Gympie, where he loves the sand there, uh, I think he'll run a big race with Jimmy Orman on. Um, I thought uh, Coat of Arms uh, ran second in that race uh, behind Dare to Chair at Chinchilla. I think that's a good form reference, and then subsequently won at Roma um, a fortnight ago, last start in that uh, open sprint there. And Gary Guerin and Pat Webster, of course, combined with VJ Day last year to win it. And uh, Dynamic Verse is another horse that can uh, figure in the finish. Bought it as copybook on its home track at Chinchilla. 
Uh, Michael Morn, ex-Charleville boy, used to transfer to Pat Webster, and he did it with Hanover Square, who won the Battle of the Bush a few years ago. Uh, so Pat's the first run. ran third at uh, Roma last week. And, of course, you go back to that uh, flashing run in the uh, Dolby Newmarket, uh, where his second is Zai Tiki and finished in front of there to share um, as a good form reference with Angela Jones at about $25. I think it'll add a bit of value. But, um, yeah, those sort of races, luck's going to play a big part. Yeah. And uh, the horse that gets the right run. But I think Mossini's a, a bet to nothing at a good price. Beautiful. So Mossini at a good price over two, three, and five. The second is the Country Cups Challenge final. No Metro wins the last two years. 1,600 metres at this stage. Echo Point is the favourite uh, in a very, very open race. Yeah, I've gone with Echo Point. Um, you know, he's uh, won six out of 12 since he relocated West, and now he's with uh, Raymond Williams, so he's had a couple of stable changes. Um, he's a Birdville Cup winner back in April, and he was beaten under two lengths in the $150,000 Mackay Cup, and he just peaks in this race third up. I know he's got a big weight, but um, a great friend of the show in uh, Bubba Tilly, uh, yes. will ride and um, he should be able to put him in wherever he needs to be and these country horses don't worry too much about the um, the uh, soft track, heavy tracks, they, they face most sort of surfaces wherever they go. Having said that, I thought Bowl Kingston was the danger number three but um, it doesn't have much uh, heavy or soft track form, in fact zero from 19 so I've worked around it. I have to declare that we have an interest in this uh, Mayor of Manasta. Uh, I own about, uh, yeah, a little bit of her, well, of her mouth, obviously, because the feed bills come in. Um, <laughs> but a, a great a great group of guys, the KBA O'Brien Syndicate, a lot of young, uh, well, great cross-section, but a lot of young punters and that. And uh, I think they've even hit up one of the, the betting agencies for a uh, bet back uh uh, bonus, uh, what are they, bonus top-ups uh, in her name. So uh, they really know their punting. She's given us a great ride. She's had 25 starts for us for six wins and six seconds. She won the Warwick Picnic Cup, the Gympie Muster Cup, the Idesville Cup, where she qualified, and a great third in the Dolby Cup. She loves the soft conditions. Gary geeran has got down to 55 kg, so he's taken a leg off, <laughs> and uh, he's going to give her the run a race from gate six. We just... The miles just a little question mark because we've had to keep her nice and fresh, but I think she'll be right in the finish. Uh, but she's in the market as well. Uh, then thirteen, Kiki Coco, I think, is the uh, the value runner in the race. She was battling around in the non-tabs at the Class B races and that. But since she's had a little break, she came back. She put her riding on a wall with a great fourth in the Stanthorpe Cup. She then won the qualifier at Chinchilla, and that was a very strong race. And then she had that hit out at uh, Toowoomba and was closing off nicely. Uh, so Kiki Coco, up to the 1600, she's really going to relish that with Sam Collidon. Uh, I think about the $25, she's going to add uh, great value. And uh, for next pick, we put in Fast Train from the north, has been very, very consistent. So uh, 1, 11, 13 and 4. All right, 111, 13 and 4 in the challenge, the Country Cups challenge final, and 4, 2, 3 and 5 in race 3, the Country Stampede final. Brett, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll watch those tips with interest, and if they come in, we might have you on the show again. <laughs> I look forward to it, boys, and the best of luck, everyone. Thanks, Thanks for Brett. Thank Re you, Brett. Really appreciate it. We'll be back with more after this. This is The Punters, mate, on SEN.
Welcome back to the Punders, mate, on this Friday afternoon. Remember, Queensland is your place to race this year. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au for all details. Sammy, as mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to chat now to Ryan Maloney, who, of course, is the jockey of the horse of the moment up here in Queensland, Golden Boom. Ryan, good afternoon to you. Hey boys, how, how are we? Very well. Uh, and yourself? Yeah, nah, flying. Okay, now he's, he's flying. He's flying after uh, after he got up this morning and he had one ride tonight <laughs> at the uh, sunny coast that it was scratched. Um, that'd be that'd be fair, wouldn't it, Pug? Get paid for doing nothing. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you don't have to deal with any of that traffic up the Bruce either. Oh, that's a nightmare. Yeah, nah, that's a. Uh... Big plus. And it's only going to get worse as we get closer to Christmas, unfortunately. But yeah, anyway, 100%. that's another story. Now, Sammy and I were having a chat last uh, last week on the show, Ryan, about about Golden Boom and the fact you had to get down to 54 and a half to ride Golden Boom. And I made the comment, me, of course, not having any idea, made the comment that you'd be keen to uh, get to Maccas on the way out of the Sunshine Coast track and just get something in your belly. But Sammy said, no, that's probably not the case. You, you just... Because your body's tuned for that sort of uh, wasting, etc., your stomach shrinks and you can't just go and hook into a big meal. As Sammy would be right, I imagine. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I I, uh, I found out I think it was a week and a half before that he was going to get that weight, and obviously I don't um, really ride below fifty six on any occasion. And I just hit Tony up, and he wasn't too keen, but I just said, "I'm telling you, I can't pass this opportunity up. I'll do it, and I'll do it right." And um, it wasn't too it wasn't too bad to be honest. Um, I got down pretty good, and um, yeah, like Sammy said, you don't can't go just stuff your belly straight away. You sort of have to ease into it. And I just had a bit of fruit, and uh, topped up on the electrolytes and and fluids. And I mean, what what did it take out? I know you didn't ride in the remaining races after uh, after Golden Boom. I mean, you just completely knackered after that, or just looking after the health. No, there was a bit of a um, breaking communication. I just said to the stewards, would I be able to sit the next one out so I could top up on um, uh, and just get a bit of energy back? And they said, uh, yeah, that should be fine. And then uh, they come back and they said, no, we, um, you, you can't, if you pull the pin on that, you can't um, you can't ride the remain horses. And I no. said, oh, well, I'll just ride, I'll just push on then. And then they said, oh, it's too late, we've already replaced you. So um, <laughs> I'll sit Certainly, no for next time because I was keen to ride um, um, the horse of Curry's, but um, just wee bell. Um, yeah, um, but anyway, um, certainly lesson learned for next time. Gee whiz, yeah, you're not. That, that's not your fault. You're, you're not expecting. Uh, you're not expecting expecting that they'd replace you on all your rides. Uh, you know, like as as. Gee, I'd. I'd uh, kicked my heels up about that. That's really disappointing, isn't it? That uh, you know, yeah. you, you, it, it's taken the wind out of you. You know, you've wasted wasted your guts out, taken the wind out of you. You just want to break for for half an hour and you'll be good to go. And and then next thing you lose all your rides. I mean, that's uh, yeah, that's really disappointing. But anyway, it's just another way to get stung, I suppose, Pug. But uh, I tell you what, it. Uh, he looks some horse, doesn't he? That golden boom. We we had Tony Golan on a couple of weeks ago uh, on the punters mate here, and I I tell you what, when uh, when he 
he highlighted the fact that you, you know, really uh, rang. He said you never ring, and he said uh, you rang up and said I don't want to leave this horse's back. And you know, when yeah. a trainer talks like when a trainer talks like that, I, I was like, wow, gee, this horse, this horse obviously goes pretty good, you know. And uh, mm. and yeah, he's he's showing you that. Yeah, like um, I, ne- I never, I don't think I've ever usually take good notice of his good types, and I, I don't think I've ever laid eyes on him until I trialled him, and then I just said to him, "Geez, where have you been hiding this thing?" And um, <laughs> yeah, uh, he just the this the way he does it. He he can run time and do it so easily, and then at the business end, still have so much under the hood. Um, yeah, it's probably the most exciting prospect since I've been up here since Alligator Blood. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, you've ridden some very good horses in your time, so so you would know. So he goes to the uh, the Gold Edition, I think, on the seventeenth of December. Yeah, so nice gap in between runs. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull up stumps in this aim at the um, Autumn Carnival after that, and or the Winter Carnival. Um, I don't think they want to get to the bottom of him too too quick, uh, being his first prep. So, um, like, uh, yeah, exciting times ahead. And what about his his nature? You know, when you go, does he get hot, or is he, is he a bit quirky, or a pretty straightforward sort of horse? No, he's um each run he's he's trial he got a little bit hot, but each time he stepped out, he just got that a lot more um, laid back. His demeanour in the gates sometimes you'd, you'd almost think that he was going to be step slow, but as soon as they open, he's just it's uh, yeah different horse. Sammy, I went out, he flies it. I was at the Sunshine Coast that day and I went around the back and had a look at him in the stalls uh, and he looked Ryan as though he was half asleep. He wasn't even moving. There were the older mm. horses there, La Palmiere, et cetera, and they were sort of on their toes a little, but he, he would you would think he was just asleep. Yeah, I think that's the... Um, he's just got the... He's the ultimate package. Um, yeah. He's easy, right? He makes his own luck. He's got the ability. And he's got the um, temperament of a, like a old stayer, so... Um, that they're all attributes you want, certainly in the racehorse. Yep, and you won't be getting off anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, now you're right. Go on, sorry. Sorry. You're right. Okay. I was going to say, you're right. No, well, uh, go what, on, you got a question? All say, right, here we what go. What I'm going to say is, what I'm going to say is, so if, it's, if it came up that it had 52 oh. in, in three <laughs> weeks' time, would you ride it? 100%. I'd go with it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Good, uh, never thought that, uh, never that's leading up to that, keeping uh, meals was quite easily. Just knowing knowing, knowing what I had uh, to look forward to. You don't need that's a form fantastic. guide when you get that sort of uh, comment, Sam. We've got the ultimate nah, form it. guide there. Uh, race one at Doombin on tomorrow. You are riding uh, Skirt the Law for Tony Gollan. Very impressive uh, winning on debut. Uh, really doesn't uh, look to face a lot of opposition here. Should be winning again at a very short price, Ryan. Yeah, she was very dominant. Um, uh, at her first start, on, that was on top of the ground. So she, obviously, it's not raining today. So hopefully the track can get into the, the slow range. Um, I don't think that present. The, there shouldn't be any problem with the um, if she can certainly um, show that same dominance as her first start, twelve hundred. She worked good again on Tuesday morning. She hasn't gone backwards, so um, we expect a very forward showing. What about uh, Count the Beans in race six? He likes a bit of sing out, but he's just been a bit tardy out of his last couple, and obviously hasn't had any luck whatsoever. But 
Um, he gets a right run. He looked, I, um, I caught it in the eyes on him Tuesday morning. He looks in really good condition. So he gets the right run in transit. He can certainly give spiritualised a shake for his money. Well, you've ridden spiritualised as well. Uh, first run, last preparation. Uh, you got a big opinion of him. He looks a good type. Yeah, I sort of put him in the nearly the same sort of boat as Natuno. Um, not much in between, I don't think. He's um, come a long way mentally, um, last preparation from when I rode him. And then uh, obviously he put those few together when Jimmy Jimmy rode him. And um, he's, he's uh, just come along mentally, obviously been a cult. When I first rode him, he's, he's a bit of a deer in the headlights, but um, he's starting to be the ultimate professional. So obviously um, he trialled really well leading up to this, so he's going to be obviously hard to beat. In race seven, you're on number seven, Scottish Prince for Pat Duff off a, uh, a wide draw. You did ride this horse last start into a good third uh, behind 15 rounds, who I think has won again. Yeah, I, I think the other day, he just probably didn't steal 100% on that firm surface. He didn't let down as well as he probably could have. So I think, um, obviously, you've got, to, you've got that wide barrier to do it to it. Um, to deal with, but uh, with a bit of sting out and a bit of luck in transit, he, he should, certainly can figure, I think. Now, what about the big G, Garibaldi? <laughs> now, last week on this show, I put we had Andrew Mallion on, and I put it to Andrew Mallion, I think I'm going to lay uh, Mimi Lagarde, and he nearly jumped through the phone and knocked my block off, and so I learnt my lesson there. Garibaldi, is, can he win, or is he a bit tricky? Oh no, I don't think no, I think he's very consistent. Um uh I think he he loved this little bit of sting out as well. Um he's had to deal with um firm surfaces as well. But he's second to Holyfield, obviously I think this Holyfield having that bit cushier run mm. um that was the uh that was the the, the the obviously the winning winning formula because I just had to cover a little bit more ground and had to go a little bit earlier than he did and he, he I sort of loomed up to him and he just had a bit 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 better kick at the end but um he gets a right run in transit he can certainly um certainly win this cuz his work on Tuesday morning I thought was as good as it's been uh it was on the course proper at Doom and so I just think this bit of sting out will um certainly hopefully be the big plus that we need uh, you're on Sweetie in the last race for Tony. Uh, look, she's a she's a filly that's only won one of seven, placed on a couple of occasions. She never seems to get anything go right. She's either missing the start, racing back in the field, racing three wide. She's going to bob up and win one of these eventually. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Right when I um, when I made on her, um, she only does what she has to, but she needs to get the right run in transit. But I think another big plus will be the um, fact that the she loves to sting out, and she's in good order too. She goes actually go up on the course proper Tuesday morning, so I can't fault her in any way. And um, off her work, I couldn't see why she couldn't be certainly figure in the finish. Ryan, great to chat to you this afternoon. Best of luck with your rides at uh, Doombin tomorrow, and best of luck with Golden Boom going forward. I'm sure we'll speak to you again shortly. No worries, boys. Anytime. Thanks, Ryan. Ryan Maloney joining us there on The Punter's Mate. On the Gold Coast, in the sunshine, a holiday paradise. Not sure how much sunshine there was on the Gold Coast uh, yesterday, Sammy, but I'm sure the sun's back shining this afternoon, and the man who'll tell us that is Blair Gibson from brizzyraces.com.au. Good afternoon to you, Gibbo. Good afternoon. The weather was like my ex-missus, Chris. Miserable. 
I didn't know you had an ex-missus. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Oh, shout okay. Out, shout yeah, out, yeah, shout yeah, out yeah, to them. Yeah, let's shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They're fans yeah, of the show. They're, they're probably listening. Yeah. They've just turned it off, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, uh, we. I'm sure we're racing on a rain-affected surface on the Gold Coast tomorrow afternoon, but there's still eight winners to be found, Gibbo. What have you found? Yeah, just a couple. Um on a tough day, I think I just I do think race six, number six, Paradise Island is really well placed by the Lees Camp. Um, super consistent, and and the last couple have been really good. The, the best last two hundred in both of them. Um, they were over shorter trips, been attacking the line. I just think out to this trip, really suitable, and I think it probably looks the best of the day, Paradise Island. Okay, that's race six, number six. Uh, any others? Race eight. We've got a race eight, number four, Holstein. Um, you know this horse, Chris, going around in Brisbane and been been going quite well actually. I didn't have much time for the horse, but all all runs this prep have been decent. Uh, had no luck at all in a better race than this last start. I do like the drop back. I think everything about this is suitable. My only little query is the Lee's horse here again, Sailor with Frat on, um, ex Kiwi, good wet tracker, bit of upside. So it's the one sort of that, that worries me. If I can save on it, I will. But um, I do think Holstein is really well placed by Dunn. Sailor's been uh, accepted or nominated for a few races in the last few days, so interesting to see where it goes around. Any others? That's the two? or Yeah, they're the two. I think they're the main two. Um, the rest of them look a little bit tricky. Do you like anything at Doombin? Oh, look, I, I, Aussie Nugget, I've, just, I've been saying every start, if it was 2,000 to be winning, I think it would have won at last three for 2,000, so I, I probably have to go again now that it gets yeah. to the right trip. I think it's a bit closer from the gate. Yeah, it looks a two-horse race between it and uh, Street Dancer, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I, I wouldn't put a line through Greek Hero. Um, yep. I, I do like it's not just a Tari Cup that it comes out of, but about a ten kilo drop. And yeah, I, I think it'll be. I think I think it's a three-horse race. I'll throw it in there, but um, I just think Aussie Nuggets been up a while, but gee, I, it's, it's the right race. All righty. So race six, number six, Paradise Island. Race eight, number four, Holstein at the Gold Coast. And race four, number four, Aussie Nugget at Dooman. Gibbo, thanks for your time this afternoon. Have a great weekend. Thank you, gentlemen. Good luck. Thank you. Sammy, what is your best in the country tomorrow? The punter's mate, Moral. Uh, the punter's mate, Moral. Dooman, race seven, number eight, Luskin Hero. Wow. I reckon it'll win into race eight, number one, Garibaldi. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, I don't know what to make of Garibaldi, but the way Ryan Pug Maloney spoke about that horse, I thought he must be on this weekend. It must be on this horse. He must be ready to go because I thought there was a bit of confidence in his voice when he when he spoke about the big G. So I'm going to give him one more chance to Woomba tonight. Race one, number one, Gaius. It's one of yours. Oh, well, it'll just win. Yeah, it's just back to Toowoomba. It should brain though, shouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it'll yeah. win. Okay. Now, for me, my I'm going to go with one at a short price here. I don't like doing it, but I don't know how they beat Doombin Race 2, number one, Kovalika or Kovalika, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, three starts for two wins, trained by Chris Waller. Jimmy Orman will ride. The last two wins in, uh, I think it was Wyong and Warwick Farm, both very, very strong to the line. Looks like a progressive type. Gets to 2,000 metres tomorrow and should be winning. So we'll go with it. But it is a you know probably about a dollar seventy or so, so that's the only drawback there. Uh, I think spiritualised will be hard to beat. Race six, number one. Now tonight at the Sunshine Coast, Sam, I'll be out there tonight. Bit of a Christmas party set up tonight, so looking forward to that. 
<laughs> and you know what? I'm going with was a bunch it, of people. I think I said. I think I think I said to him, was tonight." Well, no, I was okay. thinking about that. Um, I'm going <laughs> with a bunch of people who don't follow racing much, and yep. as a bit of a punters club. And guess who's in charge of the punters club? You. Yours truly. So I'm going to be uh, on a hiding to nothing tonight at the Sunny Coast. So here we go. Race four, number eight, Lady Austin for Chris Anderson and Steph Thornton. Only the three starts. Only win came here at the Sunny Coast on a heavy track, which will be the case tonight. Super trial. Absolutely brain them in the trial and ran quick time and was never let down. I think she'll be winning race four, number eight, Lady Austin. Short, they both are reasonably short. So have a multi, it into race six, number five. Slick shooter for Chris Munson, Justin Huxtable. Placed its last three, comes up against a very, very average field. Should be breaking through race six, number five. Slick shooter. Um, Any lays, Sam? Uh, what did I, yeah, I thought that uh, Al Burke, I'll lay. Really? Yeah. I could, uh, I could agree with you there. Now, Al Burke is the horse that had won 30, run 31 races and won once. <laughs> and now he's won his last two straight. But he had a lot of um, a lot of tempo to suit that last run, I thought. Uh, and he probably win. needs further now. He couldn't now. win three, surely. You wouldn't think so. Any chance you – I'm not laying anything. I can't find anything at this stage. But any chance you could lay Chinny Boom in the last? No, I looked at that and I just thought it's been, it's, it's been very impressive, hasn't it? It's what? been very impressive, and it runs time. And I think, yeah, I think, uh, although a bit of a concern with the wet track, yep. isn't it? That, yeah. That's a bit of a worry. Um, One on soft, know, if, but beat four rivals yeah. at Rocky. Yeah. I, 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 you know, and horses that horses that are that fast uh, are not, you know, they're not usually suited to, uh, to wet ground, you know. No, no, they're not, so we'll see. Now, just recapping before we go, Brett Moody, who joined us on the show earlier, his tips for the two big country races at Doombin tomorrow. Race number three, the Stampede. He's gone four, Moschini, to beat two, three, and five. And in race number five, the Country Cups Challenge final, he's gone one, Echo Point, to beat 11, 13, and four. Sammy, that's about it for us this week. You've done a terrific job uh, at home there. I haven't heard a peep from the young one. Tilda, she's very she's well behaved. She's... She's a star. We've still got another show to do. Though, we have, Chris, but this one we've got through unscathed. So congratulations <laughs> to you and congratulations to her. And everybody out there, have a great weekend. I hope you're back plenty of winners. And we will catch you same time, same place, next Friday afternoon on The Punters, mate.